0: Hi there, and welcome to Grow Happy with Yoga. I'm your host, Tasha. Join me on my journey to becoming a life coach and yoga therapist. In this show, I'll share my experiences and interview inspiring guests about all things yoga, reconnecting with your body, kicking anxiety and depression, and planting the seed of self-love so you can grow a happy life. In today's episode, my guest is a body-positive yoga teacher and founder of Yoga for All Bodies, sharing the message that yoga really is for everyone. We talk about her journey, how and why she came to found Yoga for Bodies, and how using variations and props can create more freedom and body connection in your yoga practice. I'm so excited that you're joining me. Let's get started. and welcome to today's episode. I don't know about you, but when I first thought about sharing my yoga practice online, I was met with so much fear and anxiety because my body isn't perfect and I definitely had so many issues around my body image and that my body didn't seem to do what I saw online when I googled yoga, yoga poses. When So when I started out, I also never wanted to use any props because I thought, no, that would be cheating. And I know I'm definitely not alone in this. And throughout my journey, so often I would hear someone say that they can't do yoga because they're not flexible enough or not fit enough or whatever. But you know, that simply isn't true. And that's the beauty of it, because really anybody can do yoga. And that's why I'm so excited to introduce you to today's guest, who is out there to share this message and you don't have so that you don't have to be thin strong young or flexible to live and own your practice my guest today is a body positive yoga teacher journalist and founder of yoga for all bodies welcome natalia tabilo
1: <laughs> hi thank you for having me i'm so excited and thank you for that intro yes 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 <laughs> yes <laughs> Thank you
0: for coming on the show and I'm so excited to have you here and to pick your brain and hear all about that. And so firstly, I would love to hear more about your yoga journey. So how did you first start doing yoga and what was your first class like?
1: Yes, I actually discovered or I found yoga when I was a teenager. Oh. I found Yoga Nidra. Yes. Oh. <laughs> A teacher in a class we had that was called orientation and that it was almost like, I don't know, it, it was a weird class, <laughs> but I loved that class. And the teacher was super yogi. So one time we practiced Yoga Nidra and from the moment we started, I, oh, I felt something inside ah. me. Then I continued searching and I discovered that the library in my school had CDs, I know ah. school. So see this. See this with yoga nidra practices. So I started practicing every single night. And of course, I realized the benefits right away. I was less anxious. I was getting even better grades. Oh, so I cool. was super focused. Yes. But then life got in the way. Mm. I went to college. I stopped practicing. Mm. I started having boyfriends going to parties. <laughs> So, the yoga was lost in that period. So, I definitely started with that more um, profound practice right away. Yeah. And when I was in college, a friend invited me to go to a yoga class. I'm from Chile, so in Chile. <laughs> <laughs> and I went there and I felt left out and seen mm-hmm. because the um, popular yoga back then in Chile was Ayengar. Ah, okay. And so basically I felt like I had to force my body to enter the poses, even though they encouraged the use of props, yeah. it was forcing because I needed to recreate the traditional pose. So I didn't like it. And that was the first time I went and never again. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I continue practicing through YouTube videos, using these beginners classes mm. that weren't beginner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Yes, that's true. That happens. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I didn't have a lot of variations for my body. Mm. I have been in a larger body, in a smaller body than the one I have today. So my practice has evolved. But I always felt like my body didn't belong in mm. yoga. Yeah. So in 2016, I moved to San Francisco here in the United States. And for the first time, I had a lot of time. Because I didn't have a job permit. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, so I was basically here at home and I continued to practice yoga. And one day I I don't know what happened, but I decided okay, I want to try something in person. Because I, I was all day at home. Oh yeah. Like so a quarantine.
0: Were, yeah, so were yes? you doing um,
1: YouTube videos and stuff like that on your own? Yes. That whole time. Yeah. Yes. But even though they were YouTube videos, I felt that they weren't for me. Yeah. But the beautiful thing about practicing from home is that you can press pause. Yeah. <laughs> you can take breaks. Yes. You can use your couch. You can use the wall. So I was basically—I I didn't have friends here in the United States. I already had my dog, my husband. <laughs> so I, I was—it was basically a, a life in quarantine before. No. what happened last year no. <laughs> so I said okay I need to go out and I started searching for a dance class and don't ask me how I end up in a yoga studio <laughs> <laughs> it, it drew,
0: it drew you you knew you had to go back to that
1: it was meant to be yeah. I don't know <laughs> and I went there and the class was a restorative yoga class Ah, I had never taken a a restorative yoga class in a studio, and it was super powerful. One, I realized that you can use so many props to make your body comfortable, and it was powerful in the sense that with something so easy, as the teacher inviting me to Mm. bring the hands on top of the heart, I realized I was so disembodied, so disconnected Mm. with my body, because I was living almost... Like in a war, I was always dieting, trying to change yeah. my body because of all the messages that we received in society, yeah. that we need to be thin. And, and even in yoga, that you need to lose the weight to get thin in order to be able to do some poses or to, at the end of the day, enjoy your practice. Yeah. So just that act of feeling my heart, it was, oh, of course, I started crying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Quietly, because the class was full, but I was crying and I realized, yes, this is powerful, this is so needed, and I started practicing every single day. Oh, beautiful! Then I got the, um, the courage to go to an asana class, oh. a vinyasa. Ooh and that was a whole other other experience it was horrible <laughs> oh
0: yeah I, 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 a vinyasa class a vinyasa
1: yes yeah. and even though it was it was an all levels class we all know that all levels classes are yeah, not... not all levels <laughs> <laughs> i went there and the big pose was crow pose and Ooh. the teacher wow <laughs> Oh yes. Yeah. Only said crow pose, so Chidemo, the traditional pose, and I was left there sitting by myself. Yeah. Watching everybody edit. else practice.
0: Yeah. And then it doesn't feel like you're really partaking in that. It feels like you're missing out, but it's there are so many. Yeah, you know, like I, I was checking out the tips on your website for yoga tips, and there's
1: so many variations. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So that day, the seed of Yoga for All Bodies was planted because, one, I knew that yoga was powerful. So mm-hmm. it is for everybody. But the teacher wasn't offering options for yeah. people that we, I'm not able not to all crow pose, probably. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Yes. So after that class, I came home and I Googled, how can I modify crow pose? Because back then, I used the word modification. Mm. Now, I only use the word variation. But back then, I said modification and I found a lot of options. So I said, okay, I'm going to change this. (laughs) And then I got into teacher training and I created yoga for all bodies. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I wanted to get to that. So, how did you
0: decide to go to yoga teacher training and what style did you do? Was that also when that idea of yoga for all bodies was planted? Is that also when you thought, yeah, you're going to do yoga teacher training and do this?
1: I had the seed and the idea and the passion to create yoga for all bodies. But my journey is quite fun <laughs> because <laughs> at that studio where I went to my first yoga class, the owner invited me to work at the front desk in exchange of yoga. Ah, cool. So I Yes. So I had a lot of time. So I said, yes, of course. <laughs> so I met a lot of yoga teachers, a lot of students. And every day I realized that yoga for all bodies was super needed. <laughs> and one day the owner told me, you know what? I think you would be an amazing yoga teacher. And I had that wish, but I I hadn't told anybody <gasps> because I saw that all the yoga teachers were thin, super flexible, strong. So it was like my secret. (laughs) And once she told me, I told her, you know what? I've been thinking about it. Yes. And the studio was hosting a yoga teacher training. I had no idea about the teachers. It was a vinyasa yoga teacher training, but I said, okay, let's do it. And I think it was the best decision ever because I was challenged. Every yeah. single class during the four months of the program, wow. so I was creating variations every single time. Okay, so cool. yes, so now like I don't really, teach
0: Sorry, it was really an intensive class on the variations as well, and really seeing how all the poses, how you can make all the poses work for everyone.
1: Yes, I mean I I was creating on the go for me yeah. <laughs> because because variations weren't offered, but it was an amazing opportunity. Yeah, to really notice because, for example, my classmates were able to do chaturanga with one arm. Whoa! So, okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> It was intense, I'm telling you, yes. So it was amazing for me to notice. Of course, I had to go through all that journey of feeling, oh, maybe Mm -hmm. this was a mistake. I'm not strong enough. But once I realized that to become and to be a yoga teacher, you don't need to be almost like from the Cirque du Soleil, (laughs) (laughs) everything changed. The narrative Mm -hmm. changed, the way I approach the training and the way I teach. Because the truth is, we are teaching to real bodies, yeah. to real people that are sitting for eight hours the whole yeah. day. They are not flexible. They are not strong. So there's no need to portray yoga teachers the way they are being portrayed right now.
0: Yeah, yeah because that's not what you're getting from a class. Uh, you're getting your own practice. You're getting uh, moving your own body. But like you say, everybody is different. Every body is different and in different shapes. And it doesn't mean that you can, and with like physically because of your bone structure and everything that you can get into certain poses, it's actually so, I don't know for me, it sounds so true, so logical to think that. And then on the other hand, it's like you say, that's not what's being taught. It's being taught all levels for all levels (laughs) which is not really all levels and yeah that creates that feeling that you are not enough you're not made for yoga or you have to get become more flexible before you can start doing yoga which is like telling a hairdresser that you have to cut your hair before
1: you can go to (laughs) a (laughs) hairdresser exactly yes and and it's sadly it is normalized so yeah. once we say, say it out loud, that yoga really is for all bodies, that we need to offer variations, it makes all the sense in the world. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not something that it's happening in all the classes, eh, online, in, in studios. So I'm happy to see that every day there's more awareness. That yes, we need to offer options, that it's not enough to just go uh, stand in the front and give instructions Mm. because they will not fit everybody. Yeah. And
0: what I also loved that I once I heard the yoga teacher say to a new student, Okay, I don't know your body yet. And that's also nice if you really have a yoga teacher really pays attention to all the people in their class and know their bodies and know which variations to give them. That's really. so special if you have a class like that because you also wrote on your Instagram or that you always adapt the pose to your body and not your body to the pose and so you can just yes. try it and feel into your body and really use that and what feels right during your own practice and I really just loved the statement that you said and <laughs> for me it's when I read that it really just Resonated so much with me about cultivating that body connection, because so many people are, like you said, disconnected with their bodies. For me, it was exactly the same. And when, in the beginning, when I started yoga or some uh, with some poses, they would say, "Yeah, uh, go into this position," and it would be so difficult because if you don't know your body and you're disconnected from your body, it's also difficult to really get into a pose because you don't know your body that well yet. So I thought that was also really beautiful to learn really your own body and yes. build that relationship.
1: Yeah, And I love to teach from a place of freedom, meaning that even though at the beginning of the class you tell me that you're maybe living with a, a chronic illness, chronic pain, I don't know the full story. I don't mm. know if you have been... Experiencing trauma in your life if something happened to you a minute before entering my class. So I love to give the power to the student for them to decide. And that's why I teach with variations, not modifications. For me, variations are way deeper than offering a modification because it's a way that you will honor the needs and at the end of the day, what your mind and your body want in this moment. I don't care what happened last week. I don't care if you you were able to do splits 10 years ago. No, here and now, (laughs) that's what matters. And I came with this um, approach in my teaching because I was always questioning these all levels classes. Are they all all levels, and also that, yes, and also that statement that we read in all the class descriptions, everybody is welcome. Mm -hmm. Really? (laughs) Not really. (laughs) So I decided to start teaching from this place, Yeah, and when I first started teaching, as I was in a larger body, I said, okay, my people are people in larger bodies, but I started teaching, and I started getting people with anxiety, with depression, Mm -hmm. with trauma, with chronic illness, recovering from cancer, different aspects of life, different ages also, a lot of seniors, even teenagers. So I said, okay, this is, something is happening here that it's bigger than teaching larger bodies. And I realized it was because I offered freedom. Yeah, that's
0: really beautiful. (laughs)
1: <laughs> and it really resonated with
0: everyone. And, But I'm curious, how do you offer that freedom? How does that look in your yoga class?
1: It looks giving variations, options, and choices from the moment you start the class, meaning that you will receive at least four or five variations for each pose, starting from the moment you sit, to ground yourself, I always give the option for you to sit on your mat, on your blanket, on a chair, on your couch, on your bed, whatever works. I'm not interested on forcing your body to be seated with the legs crossed. Mm. Why? Yeah. What is the benefit? <laughs> <laughs> so from the moment I start the class, the student know that they have the option to choose for themselves. So all the way through the class. From the first moment, finding your comfortable seat up to Shavasana. Also, I give like five options (laughs) Because, (laughs) because I love one more time to meet, to let the student decide how do I feel today in my mind, in my body. And the most amazing thing that happened for me in my own practice, and I know it translates to my students, is this freedom that you have on your mat in your practice will translate to life mm-hmm. in yeah. the way you relate with others, with the boundaries, with knowing, no, this doesn't feel good for me now. Yeah, This feels awkward. No. Oh, yes, I love this. Yes. So it's at the end of the day, that yoga that will radiate all aspects of life.
0: Yeah, beautiful. And like you say, that's really listening to your body as well, because how often do we... Take the time to listen to what our body needs or what our body can actually do, and yeah, I think that's that's really cool that you're giving that freedom. And I can, as you were telling uh, telling us that, I can imagine that that also creates freedom from looking on all around you to all the other mats. What are the other people doing? Oh, I'm the only one that's not getting in the pose, or I'm the only one that's sitting out and not doing something, and. Giving variations also empowers you that you really only focus on yourself and your body and listen to what you do because everybody's doing what their body needs and doing different things. So you don't even have to start looking around (laughs) in the yoga class. Exactly,
1: yes. For me, a class is like a song. You have all the instruments, you have the guitars, you have the bass, the drums. So each student is part of the same song But everybody's doing their thing, what they need right now. Yeah. And of course, when I first started teaching this way, I felt super insecure. I I was asking, is this correct? (laughs) And the first time I offered um, these variations was before Chavasana. And I remember it was a class with around 20 students. And... Something happened, something came to me and I told them, now it's time for your final resting pose. Take a moment to notice what your mind, what your body are asking you. And I give them the options. Maybe you want to lay on your belly, on your side, a seated meditation, even legs up the wall, whatever your body is asking you today. And I finished saying that and everybody looked at me like, what? <laughs> because we are used that in yoga in yoga classes, you are told do this do that do this yeah. do that use use the prop like this but now all my regulars and new students that come because they have found me on instagram they know what to expect yeah. so they come and they embrace their freedom oh, that's so cool and so what props do
0: you use in your classes or what do you um, have next to your mat all the props
1: all the props
0: <laughs> <laughs> but literally what, but what all is- the props but what is that? That's like blocks and a bolster. Blocks, two
1: blocks, one or two bolsters, strap, blankets, the wall, the chair, <laughs> all the <laughs> props. <laughs> and I invite my students, especially when I'm still only teaching online, coming soon, I will go back to studios. But in studios, I made everybody get the props. Yeah. Because that sends a message. Se- sets the statement that using props is encouraged, it's amazing, and they yeah. are tools for your practice. So everybody gets the props. Same when I teach online. Absolutely. They know they can use, and everything can be a prop. That's the amazing thing. If, even more if you're teaching at home, you can use tools. <laughs> yes, your bed, yes, <laughs> blankets, towels. You can use your dog's leash to replace the strap. <laughs> Endless possibilities.
0: Yeah, so I, I'm curious, I've heard so often, and I was guilty of this before as well, that I never wanted to use props because it feels like it's cheating. And for someone who comes to your class and if they don't know what to expect and you tell them, use props if you need it, and they are trying to force themselves and say, no, it's cheating,
1: what would you say to them? It has happened to me in classes. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, I have the experience. <laughs> That's why I am, I make everybody get the props. And a lot of people t- um, told me before, before they knew really what Yoga for All was about. Yeah. No, but I don't use props. I don't need the props. And I tell them, get them anyway. Yeah. Get them anyway. You decide if you want to use them or not. And I would say 90% of the times, In the middle of class, they start using the props. And yes, and they start using it because I'm super clear and direct with my message, normalizing the use of props. For example, I like to start the class sitting on a chair. Maybe I won't be sitting the whole class, but I like to normalize that you can choose and use the prop that feels good for your practice today. Yeah. And I also tell them benefits of using props. So, for example, once we enter a forward fold and halfway lift, I tell them. And as you can see, I'm using my my blocks under the hands to bring the earth closer to my hands. And this allows me to straighten the knees. Once you say those messages and that you can feel the whole stretch, trust me, people <laughs> buy, buy the use of props. <laughs> so that's why I make everybody get the props. And also teaching them that props are not only to like to make your practice less yoga or because you need them or because you're not advanced. No, with props, you can activate different muscles group. You can close the chain in a yoga pose. So it's not only as crutches. No, Mm. no. And you can use your props at any stage. As a beginner, if you have been practicing for 30 years, mm. yes, you can always use your props. So I normalize, intentionally normalize the use of props.
0: Beautiful. And it's and it's awesome that you say at the beginning, get them anyway, because then they're also more likely to grab them because you're offering all these variations and really feeling into the body and everything. <gasps> yeah. Yes. I, I always thought like that that it's cheating but I definitely changed my opinion on that as well and it helps (laughs) so much especially with learning or getting um learning new poses it helps and if I don't know it's there's so many ways to use the props as well and like I I do yin yoga a lot and it's also just encouraged like restorative yoga to have lots of props and that was really my first experience with props but yeah it's really worth it I feel to really use the props
1: and yes Mm. and if everybody has them from the beginning you're not singling singling Mm. out people yeah in a lot of classes I have been practicing for example triangle and the teacher comes and hands me the block and you know what they do that and they don't tell you how to use it Mm. so also, there's another problem there. <laughs> but true. if everybody has them, it's like, okay, I give myself permission to explore. Yeah. Okay, how does it feel to do this with a blog or maybe without the blog? But it's normal. Everybody has their props. <laughs> yeah.
0: And before you mentioned Crow, when you, in a class, they said, okay, go into Crow and you research afterwards the variations for that. I'm curious what variations were there?
1: You can do crow pose on your back. You can do crow pose like crow pose prep. You can also use a chair, sitting on a chair. You come closer to the front of the edge. You bring your blocks down. So basically you're creating your own floor while Ah. sitting on the chair. Endless possibilities. You can do crow pose at the wall, like using the wall to kick the feet. Ah. Instead of balancing. Yes, endless possibilities. Because <laughs> oh, I've just seen the one with the block where you put your
0: uh, chin against the block. So you can, um, that helps with the balance and on under y- your feet. But that's also so difficult to really learn or feel how to get your knees on your arms and for me that was the most difficult part to really get that feeling of how you're supposed to hold your body so that's why I thought it's really interesting I was curious to hear about the variations because they really help you to learn how to hold your body as well while still listening to what you need
1: exactly (laughs) beautiful
0: So, and I know that you have your masterclass and you talked a little bit about that, that um, you teach yoga teachers as well, how to really teach beginners, really teach beginners. And can you tell us a bit more about that?
1: Yes, of course. I teach monthly Yoga for All Bodies masterclasses with different topics, and I started teaching my master classes because to my classes, I started receiving a lot of yoga teachers that they came because they were curious about the way I was teaching, about the variations. So I realized there was a need. Cool. A lot of yoga teachers were willing to learn about variations and willing to learn how to make the practice more welcoming, accessible mm. for all bodies, all minds. So I started with these master classes. The first one I created is called How to Adapt Popular Yoga Poses. So it's like a crash course (laughs) with 17 poses that you can incorporate right now in the way you're teaching. Then I have this one that you were mentioning, How to Really Teach Beginners, that I created it because during the um, pandemic, I started, one of my hobbies is to take random yoga classes. So sometimes I appear, (laughs) I appear in studios, I appear online. And I realized that a lot of the classes that were for beginners weren't for beginners. Mm. Absolutely not for beginners in the way they were sequenced, in the way that, that they didn't offer options, variations, they weren't teaching how to use the props. So I made like a mini study. And, and I, tracked, I tracked how they were teaching the common things that, in my opinion, were not working. And I created this masterclass in which I give all the tips to teach in an inclusive way, in a progressive way that normalizes and welcomes all bodies and all minds. Yes. Cool. <laughs> and I also have another one that it's related to yin yoga and restorative yoga, how to offer variations there. Oh, because cool. even though they are slower practices, not all poses will work for all bodies and all yeah. minds. So I also share that. <laughs> yeah, I definitely
0: experienced that with a YouTube video as well, because we, we do yin yoga with YouTube videos in the evenings and most like a lot of the poses have eagle arms. And I know that in the YouTube video, she says, and uh, maybe you can't do this, but you want your hands to touch like this. And then I realized when I was also on your website, looking at the tips, because I just love those yoga tips that you have, um, I saw the variations that you gave, you gave three different variations. And I thought, wow, those are, it makes so much sense. And it's really, like you say, it's so freeing and empowering because then I realized in this YouTube video, she doesn't give any variations. So if I couldn't do um, eagle arms or if I'm not comfortable with that, I don't know what to do. So that's why this really spoke to me when I found your site and everything. I said, Oh, wow, well, I have to get you on this show and talk to you about this <laughs> and hear how you came to this. And I love that you did like a little study popping up at random studios and really yes
1: and also i use youtube videos because actually in pre-recorded content the the lack of variation shows even more because Mm. the teacher has no information no feedback to who is she or he teaching yeah so yes yeah and yes i I had a lot of fun doing that study (laughs) (laughs) And how,
0: how many places did you actually do or do you know how many you know, participants who were in your study?
1: <laughs> Secret <laughs> participants. Secret. <laughs> I would say 50 plus classes.
0: Okay, cool. Yes.
1: That That I, that I yeah. felt in my body. And then if they were YouTube videos, I went back to really notice the language they were using because as you were mentioning a, a, and you said it's supernatural when the teacher invited you to try eagle arms she said or he said if you can't do this saying that yeah. is extremely harmful yeah. <laughs> because it's like oh you're not enough you're not able yeah. to do this and by the way I don't have any option for you <laughs> yeah. so good luck if you can't do this yeah if you can't do so this. Yeah, that's it. You're on your own.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you can sit and watch. and that's Yes. Yeah, and that's not what it's about. And like you say, it's yoga is more a work in than a work out. It's going in and it's working on yourself and creating that connection. And it doesn't matter if you are in full crow pose or crane or if you are using a variation because – what you are doing in your mind and how you are going inside and listening to your body that remains the same, yes. whatever you do.
1: Yeah. I always say your body, your practice. Yeah. So, yes. beautiful.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, oh,
0: yeah. And you mentioned for uh, that downward facing dog is not a resting pose as well. Oh. I wanted to, to, um, just mentioned that as well because that was on one of your posts for the master class and a lot of classes have that that downward dog is a resting pose but that's definitely not true
1: <laughs> absolutely not true when yeah. i did my 200 hour teacher training the teacher said and was convinced and lived by that downward facing dog was a resting pose yeah. and it might be true if The population that you're teaching are almost like athletes, gymnasts. (laughs) If they are used to almost living, walking on the group facing dog, perfect. If (laughs) that's your population, perfect. But please don't say that your class is for everybody, for all bodies, all levels, because that's not true. (laughs) So yes, we need to give options. For example, I have students that live with arthritis, with carpal Mm tunnel with dizziness, with vertigo. So absolutely, downward facing dog is not for them because Mm. it doesn't feel good. And maybe they will do it if I'm in a class and I'm only queuing downward facing dog. But if you give options in which similar actions are happening, you're elevating the shoulder blades, you are building arm strength only in a more accessible way, they will choose that. And they will still be part of the class. They will feel welcome, seen. And it only takes... 15 seconds to give an option yeah yes <laughs>
0: <Beautiful>. <laughs> yeah because um, as you' mentioned that because my boyfriend and I do it together as well and I just did a yoga instructor training I'm still my goal is still to become a yoga teacher that's my goal Yay. Um, but while we were practicing he also asked me am I doing it right and I didn't know what else is an option because what kind of variations should I offer? And that's why that really struck me as well. When I saw your page with yoga for all bodies and downward dog is not a resting pose and you have to give variations and give that freedom. And that really spoke to me because I can imagine, because I was thinking if I'm a yoga teacher and there's someone in class and I don't know how to help them because their body is not my body They won't be able to do or move like I move. They have to move like they move. And, yeah, that's why it's so beautiful that you're really sharing this message and teaching people. And it's not because your classes are not just for yoga teachers. That's also for people who want to learn it themselves
1: Um, and really
0: teaching that.
1: I have some that are, are are directly tailored for yoga teacher, but teachers, but I love when someone that is not a yoga teacher comes to the master classes yeah. because they want tools. And once you start digging, they have felt left out and mm. seen in their practice, but they absolutely believe in the power that yoga has. Yeah. And I'm absolutely convinced that those people will become yoga teachers in the future. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Beautiful. Because once you start teaching from that place of experience, everything yeah. changes.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: So, yes, and I'm a believer yeah. and I'm going to offer variations until I die because, <laughs> because they are so needed. Yeah. And, and a lot of teachers, I, I get commonly two, two, two statements. Number one, they say, but how am I I'm going to offer variations if I'm in an able body? I can do all the poses and I don't use props. The answer is super simple. You, you learn. Give options, give the variations, and be please, before you see someone struggling, mm. because commonly and traditionally, what we see is that the teacher say, in my class, I will offer modifications, but the modification comes when they notice that the instruction they gave is not working. Yeah. So that's all. Also, it's a way of singling people out, letting them out. Yes, Absolutely. Awesome. Yes yeah. yes yes
0: and from the beginning just giving variations and they can choose I love that
1: Yes and the other statement i receive is that they don't have the time to give the variations so in my master classes i teach that you only need and it's true like 30 seconds if you're going to offer four five variations yeah. and even less time once you have your regular people because they will know the variations yeah. and they will choose it for themselves
0: yeah that's so true and that's I think that's also for people for that feel really that that resonates with them that that's meeting a need that they didn't get in other yoga classes then they will really become like standard now I'm thinking of the German word (laughs) sorry Uh, they will become people that come to your class regularly and then you will also get to know the bodies and have a more, yeah, a beautiful impact, I can, I would say, on that person because they are really learning to accept themselves and have that um, freedom and
1: really listen to themselves. Yeah. Yes, and it is a way to also grow and evolve when you're with your own body and your own mind. For example, when I started Yoga for All bodies, I wasn't living with a chronic pain. Now I have chronic pain in my hands. It's mm. on, on and off, but now every single time it's becoming more chronic. <laughs> so mm. when I started teaching variations for people with arthritis, I never knew that I would benefit myself from those variations. Mm. Yeah. So it's a way to learn tools that will be with with you for the whole life. Yeah, because maybe now you don't need the variation with the chair, but maybe in five years or even tomorrow (laughs) you will need it. So it's an amazing way to really share and really put the message in the world that everybody can practice yoga and not only in the class description, a real way that everybody can practice yoga.
0: And do you also have like hands-free classes or something like that? Because I know that's something that's um, also not popular, but that's something you find as well on YouTube and that they say hands-free. Do you also offer that or is that kind of like included in the variations
1: f- for people that have pain or Anything like that? It depends. For <laughs> example, if I'm creating a specialty video for my YouTube channel or my on-demand service, I will have a full class without a ups and downs and no hands and knees, um, hands-free class. But if I'm teaching, I will absolutely, definitely, always include the variations. Yeah. And, for example, as um, a quick example would be offering a variation of cat and cow seated. So for example, I would start the class with a seated warm up, and I teach everybody the seated variation for cat and cow. So they know how to do it on the chair, on their mat, seated. So no hands, you're sitting and you're doing your cat and cow. Then we transition to the tabletop position and I say, and if for any reason being on your hands and knees doesn't feel good, you already know how to do your cat and cow seated. So, you send the message that yeah. everybody knows that variation and then you decide. And even maybe someday you don't want to be in your hands and knees. You don't have any pain, but you don't want to be on your hands and knees. Yeah. And you already know how to enjoy that seated variation. Yeah. So, that's the way I like to tailor the classes. That's also so
0: practical, so useful for someone that's injured as well. Because I ask about the hands-free because... I was searching for hands-free yoga and stuff when I um, injured my shoulder and my wrist. And like you say, some days I have more wrist pain than others. And even now, being able to have those variations and really adjust the classes helps me afterwards in recovery. And that was so useful because just because I'm injured, okay, I was recovering and obviously I'm listening to my body, but... I still want to move my body and then there's still a way that I can do yoga and it doesn't have to be downward dog and warrior two (laughs) or warrior three for me to be able to do a yoga practice. There's so much more than you can do, and it's still yoga. It's still Yeah my yoga practice. Exactly.
1: Yes. That's the power of variations. (laughs) Beautiful. And So
0: my final question for today is what tips would you give anyone out there who doesn't know if yoga is for them or whether they could do it?
1: To try it. Try it, try it, try it. And if you don't resonate, don't be like me. That that I went to a a class in Chile, I felt left out and I canceled yoga. No. No. Try it and explore until mm. you resonate with someone that is speaking your language, that it's giving what your mind and your body need. Yeah. But take the time, commit to your practice and you will notice the benefits. Benefits that are physical, but also that will change how you feel inside of you. And I always say, for me, yoga, helped me become my own best friend. Yeah. Short, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so give yoga a chance and the most important thing explore different teachers and you will yes. find that you really resonate maybe you won't resonate with me because i offer too many variations <laughs> but you will find a teacher that oh yes is speaking your language your yoga language yeah. so do it because yoga is for all bodies yes beautiful
0: Thank you so much, Natalia, for coming on the show and sharing your beautiful story with us. And like you say, how yoga really is for everybody, for everybody out there. You can do yoga.
1: (laughs) Yes. And thank you for having me.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) So if anybody resonated or spoke to you in in any way, go check out Natalia's Instagram page at yoga for all bodies or her website which is also called yoga for where she has loads of yoga tips. Like I mentioned, you, there's lots of stuff that you can go scroll and yes, <laughs> she has her Thank amazing you. video podcast as well as these masterclasses and trainings. And like we said, we discussed, it's not just for yoga teachers who want to learn how they can really teach everyone. But also, if you want to learn variations for yourselves, these are also open for you because anybody can do it.
1: Yes, yes, yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. And don't forget to follow and subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes. Thank you. And until next time.